You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are, folks, the final day of the newly revamped Locked On College Football Show. It is your Friday edition to take you into the weekend slate of games. I am Ben Stevens. He is Patrick Kahn. And Patrick, we are here to provide people with a preview for college football's weekend slate. The Power Five is back in action. And oh boy, are we fired up to be hosting this Friday edition of the Locked On College Football Show. Yeah, it's about time, right? Uh, We've been waiting all week to get our shot. We've heard the other guys, they put some together some really good good shows i'm, I'm not gonna lie yeah i mean you want to check them out each and every day uh, i did take matt moscona yesterday kevin mcguire um you know they posted theirs and they Talk said whoever him. whoever comes after us i don't know about you but i took that personally like, yeah no you know it's 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 obvious i mean we got ben stevens locked on big 10 patrick Khan locked on longhorns yeah I mean, it's going to be a good show. There, there's a lot to get into. We're going to get you set up for the week. Uh, obviously, we got Colin Wilson from the Action Network coming on. Uh, but, yeah, so each and every day, new new episode, new host. But you can also check me and Ben out. I mean, obviously, Locked on Longhorns Monday through Friday, getting you ready for Texas football. And uh, Ben, he's got Locked on Big Ten. Maybe not football to talk about, but you got lots to talk about. Right. Dare I say, Patrick, and this is off of Kevin and Matt not mentioning our names for the Thursday show, saving the best for last to round out your week here on the Locked On College Football Show. Like Patrick mentioned, he's the host of Locked On Longhorns. I am the host of Locked On Big Ten. I don't have games to talk about, so that's why I'm very thrilled to be hosting this Friday edition because we will actually be previewing games played on a football field and not just talking about the rumor mill that has been the Big Ten Conference in the week's since the Big Ten canceled its fall sports season. But all love to the other hosts that have done a great job in this opening week of the Locked On College Football Show. We're proud to be providing the resources here from the Locked On Podcast Network, and we're getting you set for the weekend. So without further ado, as Patrick mentioned, Colin Wilson from our partners at the Action Network. What I think will differentiate the Friday edition of the Locked On College Football Show is that Patrick and me are going to be bringing on a lot smarter people than the two of us. And one of those smart guys and our partnership with Action Network, who we are very pleased to welcome on right now, is Colin Wilson. He's a senior writer for Action Network, covering all things college football, giving you the takes you need to know for the weekend slate for your bets to get them in and make sure they bring you some money. So, Colin, first and foremost, glad to have you here. Happy to have you a part of the Locked On College Football Friday show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to get this done. And Colin will be our first segment each and every week. Again, a man a lot smarter than both Patrick and I when it comes to sports gambling and getting ready for the college football season. The first weekend of Power 5 play is set to begin. So, Colin, a pretty blanket statement to start. What is the best matchup in your mind from a betting perspective for this weekend's games? If there was one I was going to have to bet, it would probably be North Carolina going up against Syracuse. I know the number is heavily inflated. If this was a normal world that didn't include COVID, it didn't involve anything else other than, uh, you know, two teams lining up against each other with their normal rosters, then this number should be about UNC minus 20. 
But take into effect that Syracuse is going through a defensive scheme change. They're going from a 4-2-5 to a 3-3-5. They only got three spring practices in. They sat out a whole bunch of practices at the beginning of August because they didn't feel like the COVID testing was uh, you know, good enough for them to, to protect themselves. And they're going up against a North Carolina offense that is the most explosive passing attack in the nation. So the number... There's value in it probably till 24. The higher it gets, it doesn't have as much value, but this should be an absolute blowout. And let's talk about a lot of your, your big line games. Obviously, you're talking about in the Big 12, Oklahoma, Missouri State. You have Texas, UTEP. Go over to the ACC like you were just talking about North Carolina. You have Clemson. You have Notre Dame. Which one of those four matchups do you kind of see as one team that will have the most trouble covering? I, mean, I know they're not marquee matchups, but uh, if you we're going to bet on one or steer clear of one, I should say. Well, I think the one that we should have some questions about is whether or not Wake Forest and Clemson can go over the total. Now, can Clemson cover a huge inflated line? They're going to have to I'm, – I'm sorry, it, Wake Forest is going to have to score, right? Just because Trevor Lawrence has four new offensive linemen. Justin Ross is out for the year with an injury. T. Higgins is for the Bengals. Uh, I believe he doesn't have a single third down target besides, uh, let's see, Overton's gone. He was the senior last year. Uh, nobody has more than eight targets on third down on any of those wide receivers. So let's see how Trevor Lawrence does against a Wake Forest front seven that can actually harass the quarterback a little bit against four new blue chip offensive linemen for Clemson. I think the first half under is good. Full game under is good. And remember, these last years, Clemson has blown Wake Forest out of the water. Dabo has put in his second string and run base plays in the second quarter. Uh, so I think the game will slow down after that. You know, he's not going to try to hammer Dave Clawson. They have a relationship. Uh, but keep your eye on Trevor Lawrence's offensive line and the weapons that he has on the outside. And let's not forget 2019 season opener for the Tigers against Georgia Tech last year that led a lot of people to say, is Trevor Lawrence really that good? We'll see if that's the same case for 2020. So on the opposite end of the big lines for the favorites trying to cover on this opening weekend of Power 5 play, who are a couple underdogs that you like this weekend might be able to pull out the upset or at least cover? Well, we're definitely not going to go with ULM against Army. That number keeps going way, way up, and ULM lost their defensive coordinator. If there's a dog that I like, it's, it's sadly probably going to be South Alabama going up against Tulane. South Alabama had an amazing box score against Southern Miss. I know it's just Southern Miss, but that's a better-tier program, South Alabama. South Alabama put up half their drives were explosive drives, amazing success rate from the offense. The quarterback is playing night and day better. Uh, you know, I have this game power rated much lower than it is. It's cross 10. It's down in the kind of the neutral numbers right now, around eight and nine. Uh, you know, you look at who they're playing. There hasn't been that much going on with spring practices. There hasn't been much going on in practice. Uh, I just think that they're catching a two-lane team that lost a tremendous amount of offense. They were – I love the angry wave. I love the green wave. But they were everybody on offense. And South Alabama had a great box score against Southern Miss. South Alabama, let's not forget, got a coach fired. So they're ready to play football this season, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, that's pretty amazing considering that Campbell and uh, Campbell and Hobson were actually really good friends. They're both uh, Delta State former coaches. And, uh, you know, getting your friend fired, that's a pretty good sign. It seems pretty good. Talk about a team that, that's already played a game. You have Arkansas State, Kansas State. Uh, I think the line's about 10 and a half, 11. Any chance of uh, Kansas State not covering that? Yeah, there. I mean, there absolutely is. I think. I think if you want to get a little bit, you want to get an underdog going. Take an Arkansas State first half underdog, just straight up to win. Uh, and the reason is because Kansas State zero spring practices. 
Uh, and Arkansas State already has a game under their belt. They had a really decent – I mean, they were given some turnovers by SMU, but it was still Arkansas State football no matter which quarterback that they slid in. Still an explosive offense. Still high in success rate. Uh, Kansas State, if you look at them, 18 offensive linemen on this roster, only three career starts. They have two offensive linemen that have heavy experience, but they only have three career starts behind them. This is, I mean, Skylar Thompson's going to be running for his life, trying to make explosive plays. He's a great quarterback, but you're getting an Arkansas State team that's already played a game. And I think a first half money line play on Arkansas State is definitely worth it. As we've seen throughout the college football games that have been played, the nine total, having some sort of game experience is going to be huge in this wild college football season. So, Colin, as you know, you are here on the Locked On College Football Show, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Therefore, we have the Locked On Lock of the Week. What is that for Colin Wilson for this upcoming weekend? Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with an under this week. It's going to be on Notre Dame and um... – we're going to go Notre Dame and Duke on the under. Uh, there's a lot of reasons for this. David Cutcliffe is calling plays for the first time since 2007. Uh, Chase Bryce comes in from Clemson, He's and he's playing with a boatload of transfer wide receivers, three transfer offensive linemen. Uh, Cutcliffe wants to slow this game down. He wants to. He said Duke football should learn to establish the run again. You look at Notre Dame's side of the football, this is one of the best defensive coordinators in all of college football in Clark Lee. He gets a lot of his uh, players back from last year, very high in success rate, but it's the offense people should pay attention to. Ian Book loses 240 targets among his top three uh, catchers last year. Uh, he has no experience with some of the guys on this roster. I think Notre Dame's going to be heavy in the rush while Ian Book tries to find, you know, some some continuity with some of the wide receivers he has. Cutcliffe wants to run the ball. Notre Dame's probably with a new offensive coordinator going to stick to the run. I think it's a dead under game. So Colin Wilson from Action Network, our partner who will be on this Friday edition of the Locked On College Football Show each and every week, giving you that insight to make your insightful sports gambling picks for the weekend. Colin Wilson, thank you very much for your time. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at underscore Colin one, one being because he is in my mind and Patrick's mind as well, <laughs> the number one sports better in all of college football. Colin, thanks for your time. Look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for having me guys. So many thanks again to our man, Colin Wilson. He will be on this show each and every week, giving you the betting insight you need to win money while you watch college football over the weekend. And I bet you Colin Wilson, as he sits on his couches for Saturday, walk, going through an entire day of college football, needs to bring his energy up. And how does he do that? He does it with Built Bar, because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Patrick, did you know the word deliciouser is now a part of Merriam-Webster's English Dictionary? Because that's what Built Bar provides. They do provide it. I did not know that, though. Uh, but it's, it's definite. It's, it's true. Uh, I don't know about you. Me personally, anything peanut butter – Ooh. get yep. get me on it peanut yep. butter brownie i mean we're, we're i'm on board here if you got a cheesecake flavor hey check it out built bar has a cheesecake flavor you got to check it out they got six new flavors all you got to do is go to builtbar.com use the promo code lockdown they give you ten dollars off that's one of the best deals ever ten dollars off to then place into your bets for the weekend slate of college football like patrick mentioned six new amazing flavors that are now a total of 18 for built bar all the bars are covered in 100 chocolate they're soft and easy to chew and even beyond that they are perfect for the health conscious person looking to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat patrick nothing better than a bar that is low in calorie low in sugar but high in protein giving you the stuff you need so once again like patrick said 
When you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and you'll get $10 off your next order at BuiltBar.com. So plenty more games to get to for a full weekend slate. Two of the now three Power 5 conferences are starting play this weekend. The ACC in the Big 12 joining the fray. We're going to go through the entire thing. Again, it's Ben Stevens from Locked On Big 10. It is Patrick Kahn from Locked On Longhorns. And we are going to give you some of our best matchups for the weekend. So, Patrick, let's start with an aptly named marquee matchup, the game you're most looking forward to watching for this Saturday. Well, would I be a little bit biased if I said Texas and UTEP? I would expect nothing, uh, yes. I mean, we're, we're talking about a team that – Needs to get on the football field, for one, uh, in Texas. I mean, UTEP's already played a game. Uh, they struggled against Stephen F. Austin. I, I don't expect this game to be close. I mean, it's 42-and-a-half point line, 43, depending on, you know, what betting lines you're looking at. It's not going to be close. I mean, I've, I've had the guys on from ESPN El Paso on my show. They're not expecting a close game either. Oh. Uh, you know, that's one that I'm looking for. But – Outside of the Big 12, if, if you look, if you're asking me a game that I'm really excited about, I'm really excited to see Clemson and, uh, you know, Wake Forest. I know their quarterback transferred to Georgia and then he opted out. Right. Uh, what has Wake Forest got? But as you alluded to in your comment when we were talking to Colin, last year Clemson didn't look so hot right off, right off the jump. You know, and people were wondering, like you said, you know, is – is it the sophomore slump? Uh, is Clemson not as good? And then, obviously, they turned out to be pretty good. They just ran into a really hot LSU football team with Joe Burrow, who just so happened to have the best season in college football history. Right. Um, you know, so I'm excited to see that game. Uh, you could talk about the North Carolina game. You could talk about uh, Notre Dame now in the yeah. ACC. That's <laughs> Is that still odd to you? Because, like, to me, to mention that, it, it's odd. It's like, you know, I'm so used to saying the independent Notre Dame, and then now it's ACC. And speaking of independents, I would like to go ahead and make my obligatory comment. BYU football. We've been mentioning it all week. So there is my obligatory BYU reference. Uh, they won big yep. on Monday night. Yep. 55 to three over Navy. We know what BYU can do, manhandling people up front. Regardless, we have the BYU comment. You tease very well, though, into my marquee matchup, Patrick, because it is that game between Duke and 10th-ranked Notre Dame. Not your grandfather's Notre Dame, who was playing independent schedules, the ACC-bred Fighting Irish. As you mentioned, as we talked about with Colin, a big spread in that game, the Fighting Irish, a 20-point favorite, the over-under total set at 54. Unlike Colin, though, I like Duke to cover in this game because I like Chase Bryce, the Clemson transfer, as their new quarterback, and they also have a very, very stout defense. Chris Rumpf. Look out for him coming off the edge, one of the ACC's best pass rushers in the entire conference. And this is not to say Notre Dame will not be good. They are going to be good. They are going to improve every week. I expect the Fighting Irish to win this game probably by a touchdown, maybe two, but still Duke covers that 20-point spread. Ian Book doesn't have a lot of great talent around him yet. He will start to work that in. And Notre Dame, obviously, with a great defense like Colin mentioned. But I do think Duke covers in a game that's a little bit tighter than the spread indicates. So you mentioned BYU, though, Patrick, and I want to talk to you about a group of five game for the weekend because we're going to give the G5 some love here on the Friday edition of the Locked On College Football Show. Is there a game that you like, either featuring a group of five opponent 
or just a group of five game between two group of five foes? You know, when I, when I looked at the schedule, uh, you know, the group of five, obviously, there's not going to be a whole lot uh, people talk about. I'm, you know, I'm interested in Iowa State and Louisiana. Yeah. You know, that that's a game. But, I mean, Iowa State is a team that many expect to kind of be the playoff record in the conference. You know, mm-hmm. so when I'm looking at them, uh, that's a game that I like. Uh, what about uh, what about a West Virginia-Eastern Kentucky game? Yeah. You know, West Virginia's got a lot that they've got to figure out. They got a, a Jared Dagey uh, quarterback uh, for Neil Brown. Uh, interesting enough, uh, he is the younger brother of Neil Brown's former quarterback when he coached at Texas Tech, Seth Dagey. Okay. Um, you know, so so there's definitely some some familiarity there. Uh, you know, with with the Dagies. So that's a game I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, and, and I know I mentioned a lot of these Big Twelve games, but Arkansas State and Kansas State. That's yep. that's a game that you know. It's because of everything that's been going on with COVID. We don't really know because we're, we did get spring games. We didn't get spring practices, uh, you know, and there's, and in the preseason, it, it's been very quiet, uh, you know? So, so when I look at those games, I, that's, those are games that I really like. Those are games that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, I'll tell you one game that, that I have zero interest in. Please. And, and, and that's Oklahoma and Missouri state. Nobody wants to watch that slaughter. I, I mean, Let's be honest, and I'm not paying $55 to watch that game. Oh, we can't watch it on Premier, Pay-Per-View, Oklahoma, Missouri State. What can we do, you know? Wait a minute. Spencer Rattler's Paper- good, but he's not that good. Hold on a second. Pay-Per-View? Hold on, 1999 called. <laughs> they want their Pay-Per-View back. Like, holy cow. I mean, we, with all of the streaming and all of the different packages, why are we doing a, you know what, Oklahoma, why don't you try and get your own network? Yeah, maybe. The Sooner Network. Yeah. I don't think they will. I don't think you need to give Patrick Khan much more of a reason to hate on Boomer Sooner. And when you put a game behind a $55 paywall, that will add on to the list. A group of five matchup that I really like, Patrick, comes at noon Eastern time on ESPN2. As you're waking up for your Saturday slate, it's Charlotte and it's App State. And I think App State is a team that should be ranked in the top 25. I think they will be in a few weeks. Ninth last year in points per game in the entire country, averaging 385 a contest and the defense is great too. They have a stud secondary with Sean Jolly in the backfield there as part of their secondary, one of the highest ranked defensive backs by pro football focus at the collegiate level. And Charlotte's pretty good too. They have a great dual threat quarterback in Chris Reynolds, but I do think Appalachian state who is a 17 point favorite in that game against Charlotte will win and they will win handily and you will mark it right now because we are giving love to the group of five app state will be within the top 25 in two weeks time. There's not a lot of competition with some of the other Power 5 conferences sitting out this year, but App State, even without Eli Drinkwitz, who is now the head coach of Missouri, will be a top 25 team in just a few short weeks. We will get to the final games we will talk about here on the Locked On College Football Show just after the break. Segment number three, the final segment of the show, of the final rendition of the Locked On College Football Show for the week. It is Big Ten Ben. Ben Stevens, the host of Locked On Big Ten, with my man Patrick Kahn, providing some perspective from the Big 12, but now on the national picture, the host of Locked On Longhorns. It has been a great Friday show. We have one final segment to get you all you need to know to go into the weekend slate so you can sit on your couch on Saturday Bet some games, win some money, and have some fun. College football is back, baby. It's been fantastic. So, of course, we talked about the group of five just a moment ago, but the Power Five is back in action on the gridiron this weekend. 
Patrick, is there a game other than the few we've mentioned so far from the Atlantic Coast Conference, the ACC, that you will be keyed into this weekend? You know, the, one of the games that I really wanted to check out, obviously, North Carolina, Syracuse. Let's not, we don't have uh, to talk about that if you don't want to. I, uh, you know, being a Syracuse grad, I don't need to know that Syracuse is going to get stomped. I know Sam Howell is good. I don't need to hear any more about it. It's not just Sam Howell. I mean, you got a you got a Mac Brown coach football team that, that's oh. uh, making noise in the ACC. So th- there's one, obviously. What about Georgia Tech, Florida State? Ooh, I love it. Twelve and a half point favorites. I don't know that I'm buying on that. Oh, I might have to sell. Wow. That that's a that's a tough matchup for me when I'm looking at the ACC. What about a Coastal Carolina six-and-a-half-point dog at Kansas? Mm-hmm. I'm not sold on Kansas. They don't know who their quarterback is. And what is that old Bill Parcells saying? If you got two quarterbacks, you got none. Exactly. And, you know, so, so they're looking at – we're looking at that game. Um, the others that, that really are on the schedule for that weekend, uh, Louisville, Western Kentucky – uh, Clemson and Wake Forest. Right. When you look at those games, they're not – I don't even think they're going to be close uh, when you look at those games. And then, obviously, when you look at the Big 12, I mean, we've, we've, go, we've gone up and down. That's right. Cool. How disappointed were you, though, that a TCU-SMU game Friday night would have been tonight gets postponed? Yeah. I mean, that would have that been one of the highlights of the weekend, probably. A premier matchup with – two teams in Texas that are incredibly good. And that would have been a lot of fun to watch SMU already with a game under their belt as well. So that would have been a lot of fun, but Hey, you know, that's going to be the name of the game for this college football season. There will be some postponements. There will be some cancellations. It's all about being flexible and talking about being flexible. I want to highlight one of the big 12 games that you talked about a little bit earlier on. And that is that Iowa state, Louisiana raging Cajuns game, because I think it's going to be a dandy. Iowa State, 11.5-point favorite. The over-under total at 56.5. The game in Ames at noon on ESPN. Two very good offenses here. Levi Lewis and Elijah Mitchell for the Raging Cajuns. And stout backfield, Elijah Mitchell, the 11th-ranked running back in the entire country, Patrick, last year by Pro Football Focus. And, of course, we all know about Brock Purdy and running Matt Campbell's offense in Ames. Brock Purdy is only a junior, yet it's felt like he's been there for 17 years on campus because he has had so much playing experience. I think, and tell me if you agree with this, I think that the clones get tested, they win, but they do not cover. I like Louisiana to cover the 11.5-point spread. Take the underdog in that game. That is my little hint to you. I think the offense with Louisiana will be able to match and keep tight with Iowa State throughout that entire ballgame? I have Louisiana within a score. Oh! So it's not like a 10-point game. It's not a 9-point game. I got them within six. Okay. That's, that's what I'm looking at. So I agree with you. Uh, when we talked about the Iowa State, and obviously you talked about the running back in Louisiana, uh, one of my top 10 packs, backs in the uh, upcoming NFL draft. So, obviously, I do work at draft wire, so right. running back is something that I like to look at. He, he's one of my top ten uh, running backs in the country. Uh, you know, so he's a guy that I definitely think can uh, make some noise. Um, obviously, with Iowa State last year, they were seven and five as a whole, mm-hmm. uh, and then they played Notre Dame and absolutely got thrashed. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's can Brock Purdy do enough? And it's the one thing I always talk about with Matt Campbell's team. Yeah. 
is that they play above their means. Right. Um, they don't recruit the greatest, uh, but Matt Campbell gets the most out of his guys. Mm-hmm. But, but I could kind of see them going into this game kind of overlooking, getting ready for a Big 12 slate that starts in two weeks. It's going to be real because they have Oklahoma early on in the season. So yeah. could they be overlooking them? Could they not pay attention to the group of five team in Louisiana? So give me Louisiana plus 11 and a half in that game. I like that cohesion right there for two co-hosts hosting their first show together here on the Locked On College Football Show to both like the dog in Ames and the Raging Cajuns. Let's run with it, man. I absolutely love it. So let's round out the final college football show on the Locked On Podcast Network for the week to get you set for the weekend with what we talked about with our man Colin Wilson and what we will claim here on the Locked On Podcast Network as our Locked On Locks of the Week. Patrick Kahn, take it away. Tell me who you are Sign, sealing, and delivering for the weekend. I'm taking Georgia Tech. Ooh. Plus 12 and a half at Florida State. Talk about a Florida State football team with a new head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, with what it felt like a mutiny. Yes. All offseason long. A lot of turmoil. I feel like that could bleed onto the field. Wow. And so that's why I'm looking at that game. I'm not, not only am I taking Georgia Tech to to cover that spread? No, he's not. I'm outright double dipping outright. Give me Georgia Tech in that game plus 12 and a half. We're sprinkling not only on the spread, but we're sprinkling on the money line as well, which is crazy to me that you just said that because my locked on lock of the week is Florida State minus 12 and a half. I think the Seminoles have too much talent, and despite a tumultuous offseason with new head coach Mike Norvell coming from Memphis, it looked like a point in June he wasn't even going to be able to coach a game at FSU after with all the racial injustice and his players speaking up on that front. And then Mike Norvell claimed that he texted everybody individually on his team and his stud defensive tackle, Marvin Wilson, said, nah, man, that didn't happen. We didn't even hear from him. We got a generated text that went out to everybody that that was the same thing. It seemed like Mike Norvell... Might never coach a game at the hand of the Seminoles, but no. Now they've kind of seemed to muddy the waters. Everything seems a little bit more clear. Muddy the waters wasn't the right expression, but everything seems a little bit more calm in Tallahassee. And I think just the talent disparity between a Georgia Tech team picked to finish last in the Atlantic Coast Conference and a Florida State team that will be getting it back with a stud defense. I mentioned Marvin Wilson, a great front four, and Asante Samuel Jr. in the back of the secondary controlling things there. I think the offense with James Blackman, they will start to figure out their pace. And Mike Norvell, maybe not the greatest players coach, but man, he can coach an offense. I think they start to figure it out. I like them to cover the 12 and a half point spread, my locked on lock of the week. And how about that to end out our first episode? We have two hosts disagreeing so much so on their locked on locks of the week that not only do you think Georgia Tech covers, they win outright. Oh my goodness. Blasphemy. Don't, don't sleep on freshman running back Jameer Gibbs. He's going to show something against Florida State this weekend in Tallahassee. Wow. I mean, that is how you end a show right there, folks. Fireworks at the end. Once again, this is the newly revamped, the new iteration of the Locked On College Football Show. I am Ben Stevens, the host of Locked On Big Ten. He is Patrick Kahn, the host of Locked On Longhorns. Each and every Friday, we will be here with you, getting you set for college football actually on the field. We have got to this point. And we are excited to be here. Patrick, my man, it was an awesome time. Absolutely was. So, and uh, obviously, get ready. Enjoy some football. And then Candace Cooper is going to be back. Get you all caught up on Monday 
on the Lockdown Podcast Network.